Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. God is a great and awesome God, I'm telling you. You know, I, I just want to start out this morning, if I can, uh, just bragging on you as a church. I, I mean, I am so honored to be the pastor of this church and, and knowing that, that what God is doing through this church. And I, I just want to say thank you for in advance for what you're going to do this year because we're going to highlight what we just got through doing this past year. This morning, we're, we're talking about send me. Send me one way or another, whether I go through financial or I'm going personally going. How many know we're all called to be sent, amen, out into the world? And so what we're going to talk about is the joy of giving this morning. But before we get really into the joy of giving, I want to celebrate some joy with you this morning. Uh, would you pull up that, uh, that first, the map, please? If you look there, you see TH all over, kind of all over the world. Those are different ministries all over the world where you are having an impact today. This church is having an impact. Take a look at that. I mean, there's multiple places all over. But how many know there's more people that need to be reached? Amen. So we can't sit back and say, oh, look what we've done. We're, we're reaching around the world. There's, there's more people that need to be here about Jesus. And there's more lives that need to be changed. So just want to say, but that's awesome. I look at that and I just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we're right here in New England. We're, we're impacting the world around us. Aren't you excited about that? Now, now last year, there was over $383,000 committed from November last year up to October this year. Let me give you the exact number that was committed. It was actually $383,712.04. And somebody says, why the $0.04? Cent? Because a, little, a, a young boy made a $0.04 cent pray, faith promise. And I'm not going to take that away. That's that important, okay? So, but he committed. That was what's committed. Now, here's the astonishing thing. What came in for missions this year was $361,300 received. You realize that's 94%? of what was committed came in. That's unheard of. I'm telling you, most, most places when you have faith commitments, it usually comes in somewhere around 70 to 75%, if that. 94%. Now, is that, is that exciting to you or not? Now, here's something, here's another thing. Now, look at this. What we've paid out so far this year in missions, this church is given right now $354,415 has been paid out over the past 12 months to missions. I mean, to me, that's, that's amazing. That is amazing. Amen. Yes. Celebrate with us. We support right now 92 missionaries and ministries around the world. 92 and growing. Because I, I tell you what, when a missionary comes in and meets with me, it's hard for me to say no. Uh, it really is. I mean, I, uh, that's the heartbeat of God. Amen, church? Now, think about that. 92 ministries. Here's something else. Is, this is a highlight this past year, too. We made a $250,000 commitment to the Bible school down in Mexico. This past March, we completed our commitment of five years of, of $225,000 to help build the Bible school. That's amazing. They're using the school now to train pastors and leaders for, for South America. And here's the deal. 
we're actually getting ready to put a small team together and we're going to go down and finish up the electrical. That's all that's got to be done. And we're going to be going down here in December, hopefully, to get that done. But isn't that, a, isn't that exciting, church? But not only that, we've, we've already built two, but we've paid already for four churches to be built in Kenya this year that are going to still be done. We got two more to get built this year. And you remember Wayne was here last week and he said that was going to actually be built up on the mountain that he talked about last week. And I talked to him even the night before last. Said, now, you were going to get those on the mountain. He says, yes. And so praise God for that. So that's going up. So thank God for that. And here's another thing. One thing, I don't know, you just, I, I get excited about this. I really do. But because it's a joy of seeing what God has done through us. Here's the, here's the last one is this. We have, we have given over $168,740 invested back into New England. That's in our city. That's in our state. That's all around. We've given over $168,000 back into our communities. To God be the glory. Amen. To God be the glory. And see, that's the joy of giving. Because you know what? Lives are being touched. Lives are being changed. And that's what God has called us to do is, is to go and make disciples in all the world. Amen. And that's what God has called us. So this morning, I want to talk just for a few moments as I give you these highlights. I want to talk a few moments about the joy of giving. And we're going to be looking in, in 2 Corinthians. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to go there. Uh, the Corinthian church made a commitment to help the church in Jerusalem. Okay. And so look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1. It says this. I really don't need to write to you about the ministry of giving, and I feel the same way. I don't really need to talk to you much about the ministry of giving. You know what that's about for, for the believers in Jerusalem. He says, I know how eager you are to help, and I have been boasting to the church of Macedonia that the Greek in Greece were, were ready to send an offering a year ago, that you were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the uh, Macedonian believers to be begin to give so the church had an idea that what they wanted to reach out they wanted to touch the church in jerusalem they wanted to minister to others and so paul said i don't really need to write to you but you had this enthusiasm but somewhere along the line they i think they kind of lost that that enthusiasm they need to be encouraged and that's what the letter in second corinthians 8 is all about but the results of giving what is the results of giving look at second corinthians chapter 9 verse 12 i love this it says so two things will result from your ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Church, when you give, needs are being met. Your missions money is going to touch people who are lost and dying, that are broken. We invest in Teen Challenge, who's helping people get off of drugs and alcohol and things that they're addicted to. We, we minister to the New Life Home for Women. We support them. Uh, Roca downtown. We support also 1269. Those are ministries that are helping broken people get their lives back together. And that's what God has called us to do. Needs are being met when we give. And God is given the glory. God is receiving all the glory for what is given. See, Paul, but Paul was ensuring that they would follow through with their gift because he saw, he said, this is what's going to happen. It's going to result in people's needs being met and people are going to bring glory to God. In chapter eight, he uses the uh, example of the Macedonian church to, to show what joy they had. And so let's look at that real quick. Uh, we, learned from, uh, we learned from the examples of others. Now look at this, 2 Corinthians 8.1. He says, now I want, to, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God and his kindness has done through the church in Macedonia. Now look at what he's trying to encourage the church in Corinthians by using the Macedonian church. He says, they're being tested by many troubles 
and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. This church was under persecution, the Macedonian church, but they were out of their, their poverty. They were still giving and get, and look what he says in verse three. He says, I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it on their, of their own free will. He says in verse eight, verse eight or verse four, he says, they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift of, of to, for the believers in Jerusalem. And he says in verse 5, they even did more than we hoped for their first act for, uh, for their first uh, action was to give themselves to the Lord and then give themselves to us just as God wanted them to do. So think about what we just read here for a moment. This church that was in poverty, this church that was being persecuted, this church that was poor, as Paul says, they gave themselves to give to the Lord and God blessed them. And even in their lowest state, they were joyful. They, they gave joyfully. The Macedonian church used as an example for the, the church in Corinth and is used as an example for us. See, they were facing trouble for, and they were very poor, but God blessed them as they had generosity in their heart. See, we, we have no problem spending money on things that we love, do we? See, if we love people, and we do as a church, and you've proven it out over the years by your giving, if you love people, you give, amen, because you want to see people rescued. You want to see people delivered. You want to see people made strong by the power and the love of the love of Christ. See, the Macedonian church loved the things of the kingdom of God, and they wanted to meet the needs of other people. They gave not only what they could afford, but far more. But first, the thing about it, I love it, is that first they gave themselves to the Lord. And then they gave themselves away to others, to themselves. See, church, we can learn from that. We need to be committed to finish what we started. Amen? Be committed to finish what we started. And this is where, we, we, where Paul's really talking to the church in Corinthians. And, you know, sometimes this today, you're going to have an opportunity to make, fill out a faith promise card, just like the ones I'm holding right here. I'm going to fill out one in just a few moments myself. But we're going to ask God what he wants us to, how much he wants us to believe him for. See, a faith promise is this. We're saying, God, I'm believing you to put so much money, finances through my hand that I will be able to give this kind of money to be able to touch people's lives for the kingdom of God. And give yourself first to the Lord and say, then God, use this. But finish it. Amen. You know, one of the things I do when we take up faith promise cards, I take every one of them, we total them up, I total them up, and then I stick them, I put them in a, in a, a rubber band around, put the total on it, and I, I leave it on my desk for a while, and I just continue to pray for the needs of each one of the people that made commitments in faith. That they would not use up their, the seed that God blesses them with, but they would take and, and sow it into the kingdom of God. And church, I, I do that on a regular basis throughout the year, that people would stay true to what they, they started. So I want to I encourage you this morning, if, you, if you've made out a faith promise last year and you say, well, man, I really didn't feel, you know what? That's in God's hands. Today's a new start. Amen. Today's a new start. So listen to what he says. We, be committed to finish what you start. He says in 2 Corinthians 8, 6, he says, So we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. And he says, Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifts, your uh, gift of speaking, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from, for us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. And church, I, more than anything, I want us to excel in this area of giving more than ever before. Because you know what? I look at dollars as going out to reach people. That's going out to reach souls. It's not, it's not paying the bills to keep the, the lights on. It's not paying for the, uh, somebody's sale. It's paying to reach people for the kingdom of God. Amen? 
And this is what it's all about. And then look what he says in verse 8. He says, I am not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. He says, you know the generous grace of of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he can make many, make us you rich. What is he talking? Jesus left his glory in heaven and came to earth. He put everything aside and came to earth and died for you and I. Gave himself. He gave himself, gave everything he had to, to rescue us and to rescue sinners. I mean, think about that. And Paul's using this illustration to say, listen, out of his poverty, you were made rich. When you, well, I was made rich, not financially. I was made rich in the spirit of God and what God has done for me and the salvation of my soul and your salvation of your soul. You've been made rich out of your, out, and because he gave. Other people will be saved and won into the kingdom because you gave. Do you believe that, church? So when you make a commitment today, Pray, prayerfully make that commitment and say, God, with your help, I'm going to fulfill this commitment. Look what he says in verse 10. He says, here's my advice. I would, it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it. And then he says, now you should finish what you started. He came back to him a year later and said, you need to finish what you started. See, Titus was urged to, to by, in the Corinthians to go back and make sure they followed through on what they were doing. You know, when somebody fills out a faith promise card, the most thing I can do is just pray for the, you to fulfill that, 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 thing, that commitment or that faith promise. You know why? Because that's between you and God. But if you finish it, You'll, you'll, you'll celebrate with great joy, I'm telling you. When you meet the, when you know that God is providing, you look back through the year, the year and say, man, I don't know how I did that, but with God's help, I was able to do it. Uh, he, how many know when you give out to God, it seems like everything else you have goes further? It really does. And so I had a lady one time in, in our church and she, in Florida, and she was a very, I mean, she lived below poverty. I mean, she got, she got government food, everything, and she was faithful in giving, faithful in giving. And I said, I said to her one day, I said, Jenny, I said, you, you don't have a lot of things. She says, I said, but you're faithful in your giving. She said, but pastor, I'll tell you what. She said, I don't know what it is. She said, but when I give, whatever I have left over goes much further than ever, I ever thought it would go. See, that's God's provision because he takes care of things like that. See, I want to urge us to finish what we have started. Amen. But here's the thing. Today, as we look at this, we need to do it with eagerness. We need to do it with a heartfelt joy. See, if we aren't giving eagerly, cheerfully out of our hearts, it's not our hearts are not in the right place. Look what he says in 2 Corinthians 8, 11, uh, the first part of 11. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in, to, in proportion to what you have. And then he says in verse 12, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, not according to what you don't have. Then he says, of course, I don't mean your giving should make your life easy or others hard for, your, or hard for yourself. I only mean that there should be some equality. Now, right, right now, he says, right now, you have plenty, and you can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you have need. In this way, this will be equal. As the scriptures say, 
Those who gather a lot have nothing left over. And those who gather only a little have enough. Now think about that. He's saying, I want you to give cheerfully, one scripture says, or eagerly, be honest and give out of your heart of love. Amen? See, God wants you to be a cheerful giver. See, when I give to missions, I, I, mean, I get excited about it. I, I write out every other week because I get, the first thing that goes out is my tithes and my missions offering. Because you know what? I, I want to see lives changed. And if I make a commitment, I, I want to try to keep that commitment between me and God. So I want to encourage you this morning. In just a few moments, like I said, you're gonna, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to, to lead us and guide us. But there's four principles I want to leave you with about giving this morning. Four principles is this. Your willingness to, get, be, to give cheerfully is more important than the amount that you give. Think about it. To give cheerfully is more important than about the amount you give. Because, like I say, if your heart's not where it really needs to be and you're giving, it's not good. It's not good. You know, I told somebody, and I've said this before, you know, God loves a cheerful giver, but he'll receive it from a grump also. Okay? But God loves a cheerful giver. Number two, you should strive to fulfill your financial commitments. Strive to fulfill them and, you're, and work at it and just say, God, I'm trusting you and you, God, you, you can make provision for me. Number three, if you give to others in need, they will in turn help you when you're in need. Amen? And number four, you should give as a response to Christ, not for anything you can get out of it. I don't give in missions to get anything back. Matter of fact, I don't, I don't even tithe to get anything back. You know why I give to missions? You know why I give to my tithes? Because I love him. Because he first loved me. I love him because he first loved me and he gave himself for me. And church, everything that I have belongs to him. Everything. If he, if he asked of it today, I would, I would say, God, I'd be willing to release it. Because how many know he's our provider? Amen? And God's got, I believe God's going to speak to some of your hearts this morning. In this area of giving this morning. That God wants to, to use you to reach people around the world. He wants us to reach more people, I believe, this year than ever before. 